name that is above every name. Come on, let's praise you today. We bless you this morning, God. We worship you and we praise you today. You are the only one. You're the only one that is able to redeem us. You're the only one that is able to save us. You're the only one that is able to heal us. You're the only one that is able to put our broken lives back together. So we worship you today and we bless your wonderful name. Hallelujah. We give you praise and glory this morning. You are El Elyon, the Most High God. There is none above you. We bless you. We praise you today. today. Hallelujah. Amen. This morning we're going to be starting a new series for this week or this month called Finish Strong. The Bible says he that endures to the end huh? the same shall be saved doesn't talk to us about finishing part of the race or three quarters of the race or 90% of the race but he that endures to the end the same shall be saved and so today I want to talk about uh, this thought of finishing strong in Genesis chapter 49 and verse 19 here that Jacob has come to the end of his life and he is blessing his sons for the very last time. And in verse 19, he comes to his son Gad. And he says this, A troop shall tramp upon him, but he shall triumph at last. King James says it this way, Gad, a troop shall overcome him, but he shall overcome at the last. Amen. I want to talk to you today about finishing strong, finishing strong. Father, we thank you for these moments that we have today. We thank you for your presence and worship. We thank you for your eternal word that is a light into our feet, God, and direction to our path. I thank you today for giving me entrance into men and women's hearts that their lives will may be changed by the eternal word of God that will transform and change our lives forever. Father, for these few moments that we have in your word, we give you thanks and praise for all of the results. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. The Bible says of Gab that you're going to have a season that is you will be overcome, but he will overcome at the last. The expanded 
version of his name, everything that is attached to the meaning of his name, his name means his reward shall come at the end. Amen. His reward shall come at the end. Find two people and tell them you're going to finish strong. Amen. You're not going to get through life without taking some hits. So the ability to be resilient and to finish strong is one of the greatest strengths that can be developed in your life. There is a human power, but there is also an anointing to finish strong. It's bigger than turning over a new leaf. It is bigger than a new year resolution. But there is a power of God that is work within you that will cause you to finish strong when everything else says you cannot. When others are uh, taking bets against you. When others say that you're out, you're done for, that you're going down for the last time, something you believe sometimes even about yourself, but you might say, I've made the wrong decision, or I've made the wrong choice, or I've made the wrong move, but there's something that comes in a wind that blows in your spirit a one word from God that can say has nothing to do with human achievement that says you're going to win and not lose. Amen. And God says just to embarrass your enemy, I'm going to cause you to be an overcomer. Amen. Micah chapter 7 and verse 8, Micah said, Rejoice not over me, my enemy, when I have fallen, for I will rise again. Hallelujah. There is power to finish strong. Amen. Life is a lot like football. Games are not won in the first quarter, the second quarter, the third quarter. Games are won in the fourth quarter. In fact, you can be winning the first, second, and the third quarter and still lose the game in the fourth quarter. Many, many good coaches will tell their teams, even though they want them to play play a full uh, hour of football, they uh, focus in on that fourth quarter. That if we don't finish the fourth quarter strong, no matter how well we have played three quarters, we have the potential of losing the game. How many remember the 2001 GMAC Bowl? Nobody. Well, let me tell you about it. It was Marshall University against East Carolina. It was in Mobile, Alabama. There were over 40,000 people in the stands watching the game. The game was nationally televised. And Marshall gets blown out of the game in the first half. There's no way that they can come back. They are down 38 to 8 to East Carolina. It doesn't appear anybody remembers it. So let's go to the screens. Y'all ready? Got to stay with me. Here we go. They find themselves trailing. Give us some volume. They don't remember it. Six minutes left in the first half. First game. 
extra points from the field goal. Now kicks it away. Very, very short kick. Turn it up a little bit. Curtis Jones had all sorts of problems with loose football, and East Carolina has it. On first and goal now. Here's Garage going to keep it, and again, this time at least he was touched, but it made it look relatively easy. A six-yard touchdown for East Carolina. Second rushing touchdown on the night for David Garrard, and it's all Pirates. You couldn't. 14 points in a minute 13 for East Carolina. We documented earlier their quick strike offense. Short scoring drives, not taking much time off the clock. And here they are blowing out the thundering herd 38-8. to Marshall has momentum on their side. First down and goal. Leftwich from the gun. Almost had some problems with that snap. And he takes off right on the left side. Oh, my God. Oh, the end zone. And he gets there. Ball with East Carolina joined live on the sideline by thundering herd head coach Bob Pruitt. We understand at halftime you weren't exactly pleased with your guys. What do you tell them to light the fire on them, Bob? Well, we just talked about making plays and adversity and uh, and not giving up. Not, never quit trying, never uh, try quitting. And our guys are responding. I'm proud of them so far. Hope we can get back in it. Second down and 11. Send Leonard Henry in motion out to the right side. And it's picked off. And that's going to be six. Terrence Tarpley touchdown. 25 yards. An ill-advised screen pass. And Tarpley gets the touchdown of the 70 points tonight. Well, remember in the first quarter, I believe they had this, it was 21, 21 nothing at the end of the first quarter, 21 points, and now here it's 21 to three, essentially here in the third quarter. So, it, sorry, Todd Henry is over 103 yards today. Option this time it's Austin had problems getting the football, and he doesn't have the football. Marshall has it. Larry Davis took it away from Austin. Hard so far on the night. Here's Wallace. Touchdown. Down and goal from the two. Wallace in. Touchdown. Put six on the board. Marshall strikes first in overtime. Steve, what? Try the extra point. Likely could have ended this one earlier. And he just gets that one through. I don't know if it was partially 12 for 12 coming into this game. Three for three tonight. Snap. Place is good. And the field goal is up. Whoa. And it is. Good. It just got through. Kevin Miller connects from 37, and he's given East Carolina a three-point lead. Iverson has struggled with his last couple of extra points, missing one and just nailing another one. And here's third and goal now from the eighth. The blitz. Leftwich steps up and throws, and it is caught. There is a flag down. Josh Davis has it for the touchdown of the end zone. There is a flag down. That's what your opponent always looks like when you come back, <laughs> when you finish strong. Amen? In double overtime, <clears throat> down 38 to 8 at halftime, but in double overtime, Marshall comes back to win 68 to 61. Amen. The greatest, one of the greatest comebacks in bowl history. See, 
They never gave up. They could have given in. They could have quit. They could have said it's over at halftime. But their resilience said we still have the ability to win this game. Amen. There may be a 99% chance that you will never be able to finish strong. But the reality of it is there's a first time for everything. Amen. And just you just have to determine in your heart and in your mind that I am going to finish strong. There may have been some goals that you've set at the first of this year. There may be some things that you want to accomplish in your life. And you say that this is December and it's, and, and it's never going to happen. But I come today to encourage you to finish this year strong. Don't give this month away, but continue to push on the thing that you set out to do this year. You may look like that it'll never happen or that you'll never be able to accomplish, but I want to push on you today and tell you that it is able for you to finish strong this year. Amen. You might have made bad decisions, but that you can come back. You might have been on the sidelines for a long time, and you might have gotten sideways, and people don't even like you no more. But the reality of it is you have the ability to finish strong. Failure is never permanent unless you quit. Anyone can fail, but if you keep walking and keep what you're going through, it's going to come to an end. But you've got to keep swinging. You've got to keep walking. You've got to keep praising. You've got to keep praying. You've got to keep on standing because if you don't quit, you are going to win. Amen. And so you've got to keep on walking. You've got to keep on going through that valley. Just keep on walking and make up your mind that in the middle of this fire is not where I am going to die. But I have potential. I have purpose. I have a destiny. And I'm going to walk it out in the name of Jesus. If you believe that, give him some praise today. You've got to keep on believing when you don't have nothing else to look at. If you don't have nothing left but God, you have more than enough to start all over again. Amen. He may have left you. She may have walked out the door. They may have gave you the pink slip. You may have lost your 401k. But if you've got Jesus, you've got more than enough to start all over again. Amen. For you to finish strong, you're going to have to learn how to take a hit. For you to learn how to finish strong, you you can't just quit the first time that you, you don't get your way. The first time that things don't go the way that you want them to go. You've got to be like Timex. You've got to learn how to take a licking and keep on ticking. Amen. You ever help someone when they're down and find that same person? What? That same person. It's hard to believe. It's hard to register. But the same person you helped. Is the very one smiling at you and trying to destroy you. That same person is the one that you felt the pain in your back. <laughs> Only to find out it was that one that you helped is the one trying to kill you. Whenever that happens, you have two choices. You can quit or you can finish strong. Amen. How, how, how many has ever been lied on? 
Maybe I should make it a little easier. How many of you ever lied on somebody? (laughs) Come on now. We've all been lied on, haven't we? We've all been misunderstood. We have been lied on. And those things take a, a, a toll against our life. But I want you to know the greatest reality is this. That even though that everything that comes against you cannot prosper. The God that is inside of you is greater than everything that is formed against you. Amen. I loved watching boxing. My, my granddad, we, whenever Friday night fights were on, we used to watch fights all the time. And I noticed something about fighters. They, they, when they got in trouble, there could seemingly be, I don't know how many there were, but it seemed like there were 10,000 people in that auditorium. They were screaming. Everyone was telling them, do this, throw a right punch, throw a right hook, get off of the ropes. Everyone was screaming all of these things. But it seemed like to me that fighter never paid attention to those 10,000 voices. He would always look to his corner where his coach was and he would listen to this coach and what his coach was telling him to do amen it made me think that if you're going to finish strong it matters who's in your corner it matters who's in your corner it's important who you listen to Amen. You can't listen to all the noise. You can't listen to all the voices. You can't listen to all the people that are in the room or the crowd. Everyone's voice should not carry the same weight. Amen. For an example, a person that you just met, their voice should not carry the same weight as someone that has been uh, someone that is in covenant with you for a long time. There's nobody's voice that is going to be a greater voice than my wife's voice. I'm not going to listen to everybody. Their voice isn't going to carry the same weight. Amen. Because everyone doesn't have the best in mind for me. Everyone doesn't have the best in mind for you. Huh? Huh? But people that are connected to your destiny, people that are in covenant with you, people that believe in you, their voice should carry more weight than some, some Joe on the internet. <laughs> I'm just telling you the truth. Folks get on there and they go crazy listening to all that stuff. I told you the other day that Jesus made the lame walk, but Facebook made the dumb talk. Sure enough. And you just need to learn that you've got to shut out all of those other voices. Huh? It seems like today that everyone wants, that wants to give the same weight to every voice. But I'm telling you, you'll go slap crazy if you allow that to happen in your life. You can listen to folk, but you don't take all of their advice. Amen. Some people don't care about your future. You know why that boxer don't listen to 10,000 voices in that auditorium? Because those 10,000 voices, everyone's not for him winning the fight. None of them are going home with him. But his coach has his best interest in mind. 
His coach has his heart. His coach is already invested so much in his life that he wants him to win the fight. And I want to tell you today, there are people in your corner and those that are in your corner want you to win the fight and their voice needs to be strong in your life. Amen. If you're going to finish strong, you've got to know who to ignore. You've got to learn who's in your corner. And not get caught up with all the voices in the crowd. You just put your feet down and you say, I'm here on an assignment. I'm here to win this fight because those in the crowd, they're not going home with me. But today I have a purpose. They don't know your whole story. They don't know what you've been through. They don't know what you've worked through. Yes, I've messed up, but I'm going to finish strong. Yes, I know that you heard about me, but I'm coming back. I know what I've been through, but I know that I've been knocked down. And some said I were knocked out, but I did not quit. And I'm going to finish strong. Amen. If that's you, give him praise here this morning finishing strong has to do with who you listen to it's what the world calls resilience amen resilience Dean Becker a CEO of adaptive learning systems said more than education, more than experience, more than training, a person's level of resilience is determined by who succeeds and who is, who fails. The truth, he says, the truth is happens. The truth of this matter is that it, it, it works in the cancer ward. It's true in sports. It's true in the boardroom and it's true in life. You must uh, take a blow and keep going. Amen. Walter Payton was asked, why do you jump up every time you've been knocked down? He said, I had to make sure the person that hit me knew they did not hurt me. When he get, got hit, it's no time to lay down. Amen. When you get hit in life, it's no time to lay out of church for three weeks. Whenever you get hit, it's no time to, to, to give up and to quit. It's time to jump up, throw your own praise party, and let the devil know you might have hit me, but you did not hurt me. I am going to overcome. Hallelujah. Amen. If you've been hit but not hurt, you need to understand today that we need to give God a praise and give him a shout because I may have suffered a setback, but I'm on my way to a comeback. If you believe that, give him praise right here today think about this Walter Payton carried the ball 3,838 times he ran for the the uh, for nine miles getting knocked down every five yards and he's in the hall of fame not because he ran 3,838 times, but he's in the Hall of Fame because he got up 3,838 times. Amen? And so whenever we get run, what am I trying to say? I'm saying when you get knocked down, get up and keep on running. Keep on running. You see, the Navy SEAL says this. It says, you don't rise to the occasion, 
You sink to the level of your training. You don't rise to the occasion, you sink to the level of your training. The reason they train so hard is when you get hit, you don't have time to feel. I don't feel like going to church. I don't feel like worshiping. I don't feel like being nice. I don't feel like loving people. Well, whoop-dee-doo with your feelings. Whoop-dee-doo with my feelings. Amen. One of the most difficult times of my life in ministry, a man that I honor and respect looked at me and I told him, I said, I don't feel like going and looking at those people. He said, it don't matter how you feel. You're called to preach the gospel. Amen. It don't matter. Your feelings can jack you up. Your emotions, if they are not retained and contained, they will mess you up. But you've got to understand it's not about whenever troubled times come, it doesn't matter about your feelings. It matters how you've been trained. And it's amazing to me how many folk in the church have good, have, have set under sound doctrine, sound teaching, the word of God, been trained in prayer, been trained to walk in the word. And then whenever uh, they get hit, They don't go on what they've been trained. They go on what they feel. And how many know that that when you try going on your feelings, it don't always work? Amen. But whenever I get hit, then I sink to the lowest, the the level of my training. If I haven't been trained in prayer, if I haven't been trained in the work, word, then I'm going to fall. I'm going to sink to that lowest place. But when I've been trained in prayer, when I've been wa- uh, trained to walk in the word, the good news is I don't always have to feel good to do it. Amen. But I'm going to do it when I'm scared. I'm going to do it when I'm hurting. I'm going to do it when I'm confused. I'm going to do it when I don't feel good. I'm going to bless the Lord at all times and his praise is going to be in my mouth because that's what I've been trained to do. Hallelujah. Amen. You can cry in your prayer closet, but when you come out, you don't let the devil see you sweat. Amen. You make a declaration over your life that I'm the head and not the tail. I'm blessed coming in and I'm blessed going out. I'm above only and not beneath. There is no weapon formed against me that's ever going to prosper. Everyone that rises against me shall fall. Praise God. You see, you've got to make the declaration and stand on the word because you're going to sink to the level of your training. Morgan Stanley said this before 9-11. They made sure that their people were fully prepared for a disaster. They were the largest tenants in the, in the towers with 2,700 employees in the South Tower on 22 floors. And when the first plane hit the towers at 846, Morgan Stanley began their evacuating at 847. Because they were prepared for a disaster. 
One minute after the first plane hit the tower, in spite of taking nearly a direct hit, Morgan Stanley, out of 2,700 people, only lost seven employees. At that moment, they did not have time to feel. They did not have time to think, well, dude, should we stay or should we go? They did what they were trained to do. And only seven of them were unable to get out. You've got to keep calm and you've got to remember who to listen to when the times that you're hit. Amen. What am I trying to tell you is you've got to got too much in you for the devil to destroy you. Too much in you for the devil to destroy you. You've done gone through too much. You've prayed too hard. You've fasted too many meals. You've heard too much word. Amen. And you've worshiped too long. God is inside of you. The power of the Holy Spirit is working in your life. His word is alive in you. The promise of God is over your life. Glory to God. There's too much for you. So you can't quit. And where you are at doesn't look like your promise. So how can you die? if you're not in your promise and the reality of it is we're going to finish strong in the name of Jesus amen you got to praise him praise him for the open door praise him for a fresh start praise him that his mercy is new every morning praise him that miracles still happen praise him that his word is alive inside of you you may have lost your mind for a moment but this is a new season it's a new day it's a time for a finish strong and say God I'm going to come back and finish strong in the name of Jesus come on and praise him right here today amen see in first samuel chapter 30 i talked to you a couple of weeks ago about it but the bible said they cried and they cried until they could not cry anymore that was their emotional uh, experience but yet they continued on and the bible said that david encouraged himself I told you that that is the greatest if you're going to be a victor. If you're going to finish strong, you've got to learn how to encourage yourself. Because the reality of it is we'd love for people to encourage us. But how many know that that gift of encouragement has faded? Even in the church circles. The gift of encouragement has faded. But it doesn't mean that I can't encourage myself. How am I going to encourage myself? I'm going to listen to my coach. I'm going to listen to the one that's in my corner. Who's in my corner? I heard him say he's the author and the finisher of my faith. Amen. I heard him tell me no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. Amen. I tell you today we've got one in our corner. Amen. That is speaking life into us. Speaking strength into us. And no matter what you have gone through no matter the blow that you may have taken there is a power inside of you today that you can finish strong. That I'm persuaded that neither life nor death. Angels or principalities things present or things that are to come are able to separate me from the love of my God. He has persuaded me that I will be a victor and not a victim. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Here in 1 Samuel chapter 30, David has, it seems like, has lost everything. I will not re-preach the sermon today, only to tell you that he was encouraged by himself. I don't know exactly what he said. I told you perhaps what he may have said because we know him to read the Psalms or write the Psalms. But this is one thing I do know, that the more words you get inside of you, when you take a hit, that word will come back to you. Amen. And that word will rise up. There's been times in my life that I take a hit and did not even remember that word was inside of me. But whenever it hit at the right moment, at the right time, Holy Spirit would bring back to my remembrance the word of God that I hid in my heart so many days or years ago. Amen. And when that test came, when that pressure came, the pressure brought the word of God back into my remembrance to say, look here you've been hit but you're going to pursue and you're going to recover all it's going to be all right I come today to tell somebody you may be in the backside of the fourth quarter but it's going to be all right you still have time to rise up pursue and recover all hallelujah see sometimes you just got to cheer on yourself Sometimes you just got to, to have your own party. Bake your own cake. Three layers. Put your own candles on it. Get your own hat and your own whistle and blow that thing until you get happy. And say, may not be anybody else happy about my victory, but I'm happy about my victory. I'm happy about the goodness of God. I'm happy about what he's doing in my life. And I know the things that have been said and the things that have come against me. I know that I lost my job this year. I know that I've had family issues this year. But this year is going to finish strong. I'm going to come back. I'm, I'm going to have victory in every area of my life because the greater one lives on the inside of me I know it may not look like I'm coming back but I'm just going to go ahead and throw my own party because the word inside of me says I can finish strong hallelujah amen so David rose up if you're going to finish strong you got to get up and you've got to pursue the purpose that is in your heart amen David encouraged himself. Sometimes you've just got to encourage yourself. He pursued and he recovered all. God said through Jacob here, he said to Jacob, he said, a troop shall overcome him. But he shall overcome at the last. Hallelujah. A troop shall overcome you. How many know it's not fun to feel like you've been run over by a troop? That three of you know what it's like. When it feels like, I, I, I don't want to give the enemy credit. You'll never hear me talk about the enemy except in a defeated form because he is defeated. But it seems like, you know, old Murphy's law, whatever can go wrong, will go wrong. And the only thing he didn't put in there is at the same time. But you know, whenever it is a spiritual battle, when it's a spiritual warfare, 
Because ever all of these things cannot possibly happen at the same time. And we don't, we allow natural things, we think of them as just coincidence. But the enemy will use natural things in your life to warfare against your mind and against your soul to make you feel as though you're not going to finish strong. Amen. But I want you to know that even though that things may come against you from the right and from the left, that the Bible says here in Genesis about Gad, he said he starts in a place and his people in that place are known as the Gadareans. He has been overcome with a troop and you don't hear a whole lot about Gad throughout the Old Testament. You don't hear a whole lot about Gad through through all of the prophets and, and through all of the law. You don't hear a whole lot about Gad in Matthew. But then you come to Mark in chapter 5 and Jesus comes into a place that is called the Gadareans. And there, there is a man that has been overtaken the place. He has broken chains. He has made the graveyard his house. Amen. But what he does not know is the place that he has been tormenting all of these years. Has a prophecy over it. And that prophetic word that is over this place, the Gadareans, is that a troop shall overtake you. But don't worry about how you began. Don't worry about the middle because you're going to finish. And he said you're going to finish well. You're going to finish strong. Amen. And so we look and we see that Jesus comes here in Mark chapter 5 to the land of the Gadareans. This man is tormenting them. He has a demonic spirit and he is causing havoc. He, he has everyone in fear. No one is enjoying their life. But Jesus steps on the land and when he puts one foot on the land, the demonic spirit runs to where he is and he says, what do you have? to do with me I've in other words I've got this place under control I've got it held hostage I've got it held down but amen when Jesus stepped onto the land he told that man that tormented the Gadareans what you don't understand is you overcame them at the beginning but the prophetic word over their life is that they shall overcome you in the end and I just came to bring forth that prophetic word over over their life that you will not torment them another day hallelujah I want to tell you that their reward shall be at the end I come to tell somebody here this morning in 2017 that felt like the 2017 was a year from hell felt like that nothing has been accomplished and it's impossible for anything to come good but don't give away December because you can finish strong you can you're reward is at the end your victory is on the way you can overcome in 2017 at the end praise God you believe that put some praise on it this morning Not only did the Gadareans finish strong but this man that had been tormented all of his life <laughs> Just because he was in the same proximity, he got the prophetic promise working in his life. Glory to God. 
This man that knew nothing but being bound and being tormented. This man that didn't know how to live a productive life. This man that had been tormented by the enemy all of the days of his life. Suddenly, because he was in the land of the Gadareans, he got the same promise. (laughs) Hallelujah. What are you saying? I'm telling you today that there's a world around here. There's friends around here. They've never known the joy of Jesus. They've never known being free. They've never known the blessing of God. They've never known what it is to feel a productive life. But praise God, in this season, God is able to set them free. In December, God is able to give them hope. In December, he's able to deliver and set the captive free and to give them joy and a purpose in life that they can be fulfilled. Hallelujah. See, he was in a mess his whole life, but Jesus caused him to finish strong. In fact, the Bible says that they looked at him and Jesus, you know the story, Jesus by one word cast the demon out went into the pigs and the pigs couldn't stand it and they went into the ocean. But with one word, a man that had been tormented all of his life was instantly set free and finished strong. (laughs) Finished strong. This was his testimony. Come and listen, I'm about done. This was his testimony. He was clothed and in his right mind. And when the people saw him, they said, is this not the same man that's been running through the tombs? Isn't this the same man that's been crazy all of his life? Isn't this the same man that's tormented us at night? And now he is clothed. He's in his right mind. If I could add to it without doing harm to the word, he's productive. He's loving. He's caring. What's happened to him? He got the prophetic word of Gad over his life. He shall finish strong. may be some people in your life that have looked at you and say the last time I seen you looked like to me you was crazy last time I saw you you looked sick I thought you were going to last time I saw you your life was in a mess last time I saw you you were so bitter I didn't even want to talk to you testimony today yes I was overcome by a troop but in the end I finished strong in the end I finished strong amen you stand with me today
of it is what some of you have walked through you could have walked away and no one would have ever blamed you the truth of it is is you could have quit folks wouldn't have said anything about it they'd have simply said I understand but he started moving started moving mountains he started causing walls of division to fall and you decided instead of quitting I'm going to finish strong I'm going to finish strong hallelujah father I don't know who you've sent me to today I don't know who all this word is for but I I sense faith rising in this place today I sense somebody's catching it somebody's saying yes that's for me so father as I pray today I ask you Lord let there be liberty and let there be freedom today to respond to your word put a yes on it somebody that came today discouraged someone that even thought about giving up or God felt like that they would just float through the rest of this year but God faith has risen in their hearts now to say I'm going to finish strong Father I pray today in the name of Jesus that our hearts reach out to you today and fulfill the purpose and the destiny for this service now in the name of Jesus Melissa sings this morning this word you say yes this is for me pastor I'm going to finish strong I want you to come and just say, put a yes on it this morning seal it you've got to get up you've got to get up so just put a yes on it and seal it and say I'm going to finish strong today in the name of the Lord